So welcome to the Therapy for Dads podcast. This is going to be a special solo episode as I talk about Mental Health Awareness Month, which is May, and how it pertains to men and fathers from both my professional and personal experience. So first, I wanted to thank all of you who have been supporting the show this far up until this point, and we're actually coming up on the year anniversary, which is going to be May 14th, which is when I released my very first episode a year ago in 2021, which is crazy. It's been a year. However, comma, I did take about three months off with the newborn baby, Iva, my daughter, which is crazy. I'm still a girl dad. I'm still adjusting to that. She's about four months old now, and it's quite crazy that she's already this old. So I want to thank you for your support. And if you want to be more involved with the show, I would love you to. I would love to hear your ideas. I would love to hear your questions. Um, and the best way to get a hold of me directly is just to email me at therapyfordads at gmail.com. And again, it's the number four, therapyfordads at gmail.com. You can also, also join the mailing list, which is therapyfordads.com forward slash contact. Um, but again, I would love to hear your questions. I would love to hear your themes or ideas that you would want me to talk about because I want this to be relevant for you. I want this to be something that you're getting something out of that's feeding you, that's filling you and nourishing you, as well as educating you. So please feel free to ask. I'm easy to talk to, honestly. Oh, in fact, I can even have you on the show if you're if you're interested. Um, I'm really all about community and building relationship and building support. So with that said, Mental Health Awareness Month. So quick background, real fast. It's like two sentences. If you're not aware um, of it, I'm sure you've seen it all around on social media. We're celebrating Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, it's all over the place. Maybe in your workplace, they talk about it. Maybe um, you know you have friends and family talking about it. But the history, it's actually been around for a long time. In fact, I did a little bit of research recently and I didn't realize it's been going on for this long, which in one sense, and this is kind of a raw episode, more of my thinking. So in one sense, it's a good thing. I feel like it's been around this long. And on the other hand, I feel like I have questions as to why haven't we've moved farther down the road. I feel like we still have such a ways to go especially when it comes to men and mental health. Um, So it actually first was established officially in 1949. I know, crazy, right? By the Alabama Department of Mental Health's partner, Mental Health America, which was all about raising awareness about the conditions and the importance of good mental health for everyone, which I find that fascinating. It's been around for over nearly 73 years. Um, And so I don't know about you, but when I kind of realized that, I feel like, gosh, that's crazy. It's been 73 years. And as I mentioned earlier, I feel like there's so much more and so much farther we need to go. And there's still so much stigma around quote unquote mental health and what that actually means. Um, And so I want to talk a bit about that. Some ideas, and this is kind of a raw episode, just thoughts and questions I'm asking myself and really posing to you guys and girls as well, because I know women listen to this show too. And um, 
I want to just toss this out there and create a conversation or make you think. And I would love to hear from you too. Um, if you have any thoughts on this or experiences, um, or ideas of change. So the first thing I've noticed a couple themes is there are, the barriers are still quite prevalent for men. And it's been over 73 years of this awareness. Um, the barriers I see consistently men walking in my door. Some of the themes that I see when I first have them sit down in my office and we do, you know, traditional talk therapy, which by the way, mental health is more than just mental illness. It's holistic mental health. And I'll talk about that in a second. But some of the barriers I see, at least around mental and emotional health, are things like, I don't want to appear weak. Um, that's what women do. Uh, mental health or talking about my emotions. I don't want to be a burden to people. I should be able to fix it on my own. I should be able to control my emotions and my feelings and my thoughts. I shouldn't have to rely or talk to anybody else. So these are some of the things that I still see quite regularly when I talk to men. It's fascinating that these barriers are still prevalent. And I have read so many research articles that have talked about this as a long, as these things as long-standing barriers for men. And so some of me wonders, man, is this going to change in when and how? Are we doing enough? And a better question is this with this awareness month, is this the best way? Is there another way we can be doing this? Are there better avenues to create this awareness? And I, I guess with the awareness, is awareness enough? You know, is it? I don't know if I'm honest because 73 years later, I feel like we're dealing with the very similar things that we probably did 73 years ago. In fact, I, t I was talking with my dad um, the other day, and, and, and for those of you who don't know me, me and my dad have been rebuilding um, our relationship after I took a few years away due to some of his decisions he was making in his life. Um, we didn't talk for almost three years based upon just kind of decisions and barriers I was putting up. And actually over the past three years, I know three years not talking, three years of rebuilding, we have been uh, not only walking through forgiveness, but reconciliation. And it's been such a powerful thing to see and actually something that I thought I would never see. In fact, I came to grips with maybe one day, never having this with my father. But um, we are now, and we were talking the other day, driving the car um, as my brother, um, he he was getting fitted for a suit for his wedding coming up in July. And we were talking about parenting, specifically parenting, and how he was talking about his experience as a dad and something I never really heard from him talking. And you know, now that I'm a dad, we're having these kind of uh, these conversations around his experience and I'm actually hearing for the first time kind of what he's gone through as a man, as a father, um, as a dad. And, and I'm getting to hear this kind of rawness from him, which is really amazing to hear because I've never heard this side of him. And he talked about how he didn't know what he was doing as a parent and his dad and he kind of how he was taught how to re be, you know, raise children. And then what he was expected of him, he said, this stuff wasn't talked about. He said, Trav, the stuff you're talking about now with parenting, he's like, we didn't talk about this stuff. This, this wasn't talked about, about how to do parenting. It was about how to do gentle, conscious parenting. This stuff was on the table. He even said with mental health issues, he's like, we didn't talk about emotions, which, and then I sat back and I thought about that. I'm like, wait a second, but this part, this branch of government started this awareness in 1949. And so it's just, it's, it's just fascinating to see you know, 
just the changes happening in the evolution as well as what still needs to be done. And my dad even talked about for sure some of these burdens and some of these kind of barriers that men face. And and I still see this in young kids today. I, I work with teenage uh, you know, adult men as well as adolescent men. And you see this, which is very, it's fascinating to me. And something else I've noticed uh, within this kind of, the, the, you know, part one would be the barriers. Part two of this is really, you know, how do we value mental health in relation to the other areas of health, like physical health, social health, spiritual health, and, and what I call intellectual health? Kind of these, think of these as kind of five spokes on, on a wheel. Uh, and, and we talk about this, that we tend to value as men more so, at least what I've seen. And again, please give me your feedback if I'm off. But something I see that men tend to value more is their physical health, their physical wellness, whether that's through diet and exercise. I see that as kind of the, the primary focus, more so than their social health, their spiritual health their intellectual health, and their mental health. It's almost like that is their way of being healthy. Now, I'm very much generalizing here. Absolutely. Of course I am. But it's something that I find fascinating um, that what I tend to see in men is we tend not to so much really even prioritize our social health um, or spiritual health um, or our mental health. I almost tend to see physical and intellectual. Intellectual, think of this as like a trade, your job, you know, growing your, in, you know, growing your uh, uh, skill set, your learning new things, training, right? Those two tend to be the highest or mainly focused on where maybe social, spiritual, mental health tend to be barely invested in, if at all. So a lot of men tend to be quite imbalanced. And I and, and I, I see this because when they come into my office, they're having a whole slew of problems. And when I talk to them, they talk about, oh, yeah, I work out and I eat well and, you know, I'm doing great with my job and making all this money and, and I'm learning things. But then I ask about kind of how are their social relationships? And a lot of them tend to say, I'm, well, you know, I have some friends, but I don't talk about really important things. You know, I've even heard from a lot of men in my office, I don't even talk to my partner, spouse or wife about what I'm going through. I don't want to be a burden. Again, those barriers come right back in. Um, or with those buddies, those social health, like I don't want to be seen as weak with my buddies. And so they don't really go very deep with their relationships. They tend to be more servicey, you know, one dimensional. Talk about sports or, you know, their sales or their financial or new car or what they just bought or houses or things, but not really talking about difficulties, things they face. Because again, those barriers are very much in tow. And then when I ask about their spiritual health, whatever that's re- whether that's religion or something else like yoga or some type of thing with nature, you know, I've seen that a bit more on the rise of more being more important. But I can say for sure, the one that I see as the least talked about is their mental well-being, their mental health. And when I say mental health, I don't just mean mental illness, but I'm just talking about having language to talk about emotions, to talk about their thoughts. Because mental health is not just mental illness. That's a part of it. But mental health is how do we take care of our holistic mental well-being? What does that mean to have intellectual ability? Meaning, how do we have emotional intelligence? And are we taking care of ourselves? And 
when I work again with men, having this balance is highly important. So I'm going to give a quick analogy. And, and I use this a lot when I work with men. Well, we all have a car. Most of us have a car. And we tend to take care of, you know, all the basic stuff like brakes and gas and tires, you know, rotation of tires, you know, fluids, you know, all these things. And mental health is kind of like taking care of all these things with our car, washing it and waxing it. And again, all those things I said earlier, but never changing the oil of the car. See, what can happen is what we know is that really every three to 6,000 miles, we need to change the oil because, you know, as we know, oil helps lubricate the motor and the engine and the, you know, the moving parts and keeps things moving smoothly and keeps the engine and the, essentially the car running at its optimum level to work. And what happens is when we don't change the oil, as you know, over time, well, often it blows up the engine or breaks the car. And so what happens is we've gotten the habit of like taking care of all these things, like our physical health and, and, our, and our diet and all this stuff. That's like doing like the tires and the brakes. And then maybe we do some of our social health. That's maybe like doing the, the washing of the car and waxing. And maybe spiritual health is, you know, uh, changing the interior and making sure it's clean and wiped down, right? But when it comes to our mental health or oil, it's like we just never change it. And we keep driving for thousands and thousands of miles, never changing the oil, never looking at it, never checking the level, until one day we're driving on the road on the way to work and we see smoke pouring out the engine compartment. And then we wonder why our car broke down. And now we're stranded and stuck on the way to work, frustrated and upset. See, this is what I tend to see. We don't change our oil either ever or enough, meaning we don't look at ourselves, we don't value the importance and how important mental health, mental, mental wellness is to our entire car, to our entire life. And so this is another area that I've seen as number two. And number three, uh, when I work with men at first, a lot of them just don't know what to do when they're struggling. I find that you know, within this kind of mental health awareness, it's like, well, what do I do if I'm feeling this? Because again, what tends to come up right away are those kind of barriers of being a burden, being as weak, I should have it together, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so men often don't know where to start. Who do I call? Where do I go? It's kind of, it's like a new language. It's foreign territory. But I can say there is help. And I truly do know that we are changing for the better. That the first thing to do is if you're wondering, is if you really want to see a professional, at least a therapist, and by the way, not everyone needs to see a therapist for their mental health. Some people see coaches, some people need therapists, some people just talk with close friends and actually develop an intimate relationship to be open and honest with their spouse, with their friends, and that for some is enough to actually have this balance of engaging in relationships to talk about what's really going on for them. And again, they may not need a therapist. Some people do other things to identify and work through and talk through their mental health, like journaling and, um, you know, using art, um, doing hobbies, but really engaging what's going on for them. But if you are maybe needing a little bit more, maybe looking for a therapist, the first thing you could do as far as getting help would be first and foremost, check your insurance. Because a lot of insurance companies now allow for some form of therapy or provide some percentage of therapy 
whether it's in network or out of network, depending upon your insurance. So that's the first thing to check is, hey, does my insurance cover mental health to see a therapist? And if it doesn't, there are other websites you can go to. Uh, there are a lot of places that provide what's called sliding scale fees, so it's not so expensive if, if money's an issue for you. Um, but there are different websites out there to start Googling, and um, I'm not affiliated affiliated with any of them particularly at all. But one of them that's really well known is psychologytoday.com. That's a great place to begin to search for therapists. You could actually even filter it out by, um, filter down to the insurance provider and it filters them down, down by city, et cetera, et cetera. That's a great way to find someone too that's maybe in network or out of network. And then the best thing is always call. See what they're offering. If they do sliding scale, see what they specialize in. But there's always help. And so these are just some of the things I've been thinking about lately is with this Mental Health Awareness Month, how can we make it better? What is something that we can do better as a society to make it more than just awareness, but really prioritizing just like our physical health, but prioritizing all these areas of our physical, social, spiritual, intellectual, and mental and emotional well-being that we need to prioritize all of those areas as equally important, that they're equally valuable. And if we don't take care of one, it affects the others. And how else can we also begin to break down these barriers for men, for fathers, to take care of themselves? What can we do? What are your ideas? So anyway, short episode, I know. But this is some of the stuff I've been thinking about, I've been noticing, I've been working with. And I just wanted to put this out there as a special release episode as we're, again, in the middle, well, the beginning of Mental Health Awareness Month. So thanks for listening in. Please email me at therapyfordads at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. You could also find me on Instagram uh, at therapyfordads. You could DM me. Um, go to the website, therapyfordads.com forward slash contact if you want to get on the mailing list. And again, if you haven't already, please leave a five-star rating on Apple iTunes podcast and leave a review for the show. It continues to help get this show out to more people. So I appreciate you. I thank you. And I encourage you to value your mental well-being just like the other areas of your life. So... Have a great day and blessings. Thanks for joining and listening today. Please leave a comment and review the show. Dads are tough, but not tough enough to do this fatherhood thing alone.